This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Lacey Kessler, Matt Varghese, and Ben Parker. Interviews, no-code reviews, tutorials, and more, we're here to talk about all things no-code. Hey everybody, Ben here with Visual Dev FM. We're, we're back for an episode, like we're, we're still here. You can't get rid of us. That easily, or maybe you can't. I don't know. Like, but we've been gone uh, on an extended break. Isn't that right, Matt? It's been a very cool minute. Unfortunately, we did not have Lacey with us here today, but hopefully, she'll be back um, either next week or the week after. Yeah. So, joined by Matt, ready to rock and roll. I don't know that we have anything specific we want to talk about. Just that there's been a whole lot of no code news. Since we lasted this podcast, so we got to sort of catch up uh, on a, everything. It's a big roundup. There's a lot happening here. It'll yeah. be one of the longer roundups we've ever done. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and, and so, I also, like, we're working. We got some cool guests coming uh, soon too. By the way, so uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Matt, I, I think uh, are, are the folks from Stacker going to join us? They will be. Uh, if I can stop slacking on scheduling them, uh, the nice. next, they will be. They are totally down, and I am so excited to have them on. Yeah, same with Chris Bags. We'll be connecting with him and get him to come on and talk about Jet Boost pretty soon. So cool stuff coming. Buckle up. Sorry for the break. Life has been busy for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, things have been happening. Things have been happening. So been a little busy. So literally just uh, like personal life, professional life and acts of God for Lacey. I mean, <laughs> oh, mold at her house, the South winter storms, all oh, the winter storms here. We were all like that made life chaotic. That yes. was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Negative degree temperatures here in Oklahoma. That was wild. That was <laughs> wild. All right. Let's, let's not, let's not get stuck there. Let's, let's keep moving. So let's dive in to uh, let's dive into the no code roundup. Uh, we're going to start like we always do with with Webflow because it's cooler <laughs> than everything else. Uh, bias. Wait, she was here. She would defend that, but she's yeah, she's not here. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to hear her bite me with that. So uh, Webflow launched a merch store. So I think it's been a while since we've been here, but they totally launched a merch store um, since since we last had our episode, and you can definitely go check it out. Um, it's Got a lot of really cool products in here, and you know all the profits of this store. It's not it's it's a donation, um, so definitely worth you know your time going and checking it out. Um, Matt, did you buy anything from here? I haven't. I didn't buy anything, but I don't know who sent this to me. I don't know why it was sent to me, but someone at Webflow sent me a Webflow mug right after the merch store released. Uh, oh, nice. So I am very thankful for that, uh, whoever it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have merch. I need to go actually buy something. I did buy a mug for someone else from the store. So actually, yeah, I, I bought a mug. The, the process, the, the, I guess, setup with Webflow e-commerce is smooth. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, well, Webflow e-commerce, nothing to sneeze at. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. And speaking of e-commerce... Um, the order manager, which has only been available in the editor for you know since the launch of e-commerce, now available in the designer too. So you know, before you'd click view orders, took you to the editor. Now you can just see those in the designer, which is really awesome. And 
you can copy customer information with a click there too. So it's pretty sweet. Nice little touch. So if you're using WebFlow e-commerce, definitely go check that out. Worth taking a look at. Dalla launched a tutorial on their QR code scanner. So that's a it's a module that's that's there now in Adalo. So if you it's it's uh it's a YouTube video, and so it walks you through how to how to build like a QR code. I think you can build a generator and a reader with Adalo now. So that's completely wild. So if you are want to uh, integrate QR codes into your app, definitely check that out. Adalo also released a new single use in app purchase. Feature so you can you know one-time purchases in the Adalo app, um, which is really nice. And also on the Adalo front, Adalo Cato is alive. That is from our guy Parker, um, who launched this. So if you're wanting, if you're listening to this and saying Adalo sounds sweet, I really need to like get on this and figure it out and uh, stop wasting time trying to learn it. Um, this course launched. It's you have a 42-minute Adalo crash course from Parker where he kind of walks you through the basics of Adalo and then essentially weekly, um, you know, weekly tutorials. Every tutorial or every week he releases a new tutorial. So some of the tutorials that are up and available now, how to add Lottie animations, using lists in Adalo, conditional visibility, tabs, um, really interesting and, and great stuff. And you can sign up for $12 a month or $120 a year. Um, so definitely go sign up, become a member, support Parker, learn Adalo. It's all good stuff. You definitely need to go check that out. I will proudly say that I was the first member of Adalo Cato. Uh, I, what? Yeah, I was. Believe it or not, Parker texted me and told me that. Um, I got the email that he opened it up, and 15 minutes later, I bought it. Um, and it's been awesome so far. Like it's a, it's a really good course and it's a really good system. Also, Parker's just like an amazing human being. And so anything that he pushes out, I will support. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out, but just rest assured that you will never beat me as my first member status. I am possibly potentially maybe working on helping Parker revamp the style of this Adalocado site. Cool. I don't, I don't know if I can say that, but I did. Um, so been playing with some different things. I love it. So excited about that. Um, but don't, go check it out. Uh, uh, Airtable has launched like an engineering, an engineering blog. And so there's a post here. You can go uh, check it out, but it's the Airtable engineering blog. It's stories and learnings from the engineering team at Webflow or at uh, Airtable, and uh, they walk through some different pieces. Um, and now that there's Airtable scripting, you know, you're probably going to get some insights into how you can improve here, things you can do better. And if you're someone who is advanced enough to write some code and use some of this Airtable scripting, you'll probably find a lot of value in this blog. So definitely go check it out. Um, I think it's something worth taking a look at. Airtable also released Gantt View. They have a Gantt View now. Um, so slowly but surely, Airtable getting there on the project uh, management front too, right? Like they've been doing all these things that are no code, you know, spreadsheet pieces, but now adding all these touches in. Um, I want to do a whole episode on on the no code tools and with Gantt chart views and talk about how mostly they're all not good and who has the best one despite them not being great. 
Are you um, anti Gantt chart or anti no code tools with Gantt charts? Okay, hot take. Are you ready? <laughs> There's not a single no code tool that's matched the Gantt chart availability in Microsoft Excel and the power there. I didn't even realize that Microsoft Excel had Gantt chart capability. Well, that's your fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if my if I'm going to Microsoft Office tool to Gantt chart things and do it better than any of those other tools, like I don't know, I've yet to be wowed by one. Um, this includes ClickUp too. Not a big fan of the. ClickUp okay, Gantt. yeah, I knew you were going to mention it. And <laughs> what? I was like, I thought we were going to go on without any ClickUp slander, but you you gave us ClickUp. It's not slander. I just said I'll include that in there too. I'm happy to. We'll you have to do an episode. No on other tools by name, and, and you called out ClickUp. You said, "Oh yeah, no no code tools." Also, ClickUp. So that was for <laughs> sure slander. Okay, let's be uh, very clear here. That doesn't sound like me. I, let's see. You might have to roll that back. I'm pretty I'm sure I didn't say up? that. No, never. No, that doesn't sound like me. Um, okay. Airtable also added a really cool feature. They added remote fetch. So um, it, it, one of the most common things that you run into when using Airtable for like running scripts is trying to grab API data, communicating with an external service. Um, apps typically have scripts that that run directly in, in the in the in the browser, and those end up being blocked by other services. And so now uh, Airtable has fetch in the scripting app. So it's essentially instead of the browser making the call, it's Airtable server making the call, which lets means you can just work with a lot of more APIs and different pieces. This is a really cool feature. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it really adds so much power. Uh, and I read this and was literally just blown away and got really excited. You, the things that make me happy, um, slamming on ClickUp and talking about okay. new Airtable features. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, one, day, so. one day you're going to love something and I'm going to crap sh- uh, <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch myself. Couldn't do an explicit tag on this. You episode. don't know me. I don't love anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, no. Um, uh, so Zapier, Z- Zapier news. Uh, I think everybody talked about this this week, but Zapier bought MakerPad. Um, Wild. Hello. Their first acquisition ever. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. It was legitimately the first acquisition, which I think is such a, that's honestly, if I was Ben, I'd be so proud by that fact. Um, I, I, what, like, what do you think? What do you think Zapier's move is here? Are they trying to get connected with the community? Are they, um, are they looking for more media companies to buy? Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> what's, what's, uh, uh, what's the move here for Zapier? Also, just before we move on, congrats to Ben. This is such yes. a, a crazy cool milestone. Ben and the entire team at MakerPad. Uh, yep. What, what, I mean, it's something to be so proud of. So um, also, if I was Ben, I would take that offer in like 90% equity. Uh, because if, if, if I can get my hands on Zapier equity, I'm in. I, I wish I knew what I don't know. I, I, I from the way I understand it, nothing's really changing for MakerPad. Like, right? It's just that 
they're still producing content. They're still helping the community. They're still fostering that. I, I think companies like Zapier see the value in communities like make uh, companies like Zapier see the, the value in communities like MakerPad, right? Like, um, so I, I mean, I guess I don't know what, I don't know what the long-term goals are, but I assume it's just connecting with community and providing more resources for people who are, who are looking to build. That's my guess. Um, I have no inside view. And I'll, I'll say the same. Congrats to Ben. Congrats to the whole team. Congrats to to everyone who's been a part of building that. Um, you know, I think of Tom Osmond too and, and other folks who really, you know, done so much there. And I think it's really cool. I think it's cool to see work get recognized. I think that's really awesome. And so props to their team. I think that's really cool. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. What what do you I mean, do you have any thoughts here? Like I, I'm clueless as to what they're gonna try to do. So I found out about this because Veronica on my team uh, put this, she actually shared it in our 8020 Slack. Um, and I, we essentially just started talking about it in the middle of the workday. Uh, we were admittedly guessing valuation amounts and um, also figuring out like, Hey, what's the future of MakerPad? Um, also, we all had, wildly different valuation amounts. It was very interesting. Um, and so, uh, I'm very curious. I'm, I don't, I'm, I doubt that'll ever come out in the public because it's a closed deal, but still, um, but I don't know. It's like, you know, <laughs> will we see no Integromat content anymore? Um, I, I'm very curious. Is it, are we going to see no tray content and no, Ooh um parabola like are we removing every tool and making this a zapier focused community or well um, i mean you'll definitely see other tools like i mean Airtable, yeah, non-automated right like, non-automated well the thing is everybody's trying to build on it like Airtable's got this well, we talk about the apps and the scripting now they do yeah. some of this right click up um, has automation too ben i hope you know that um, uh, don't get me started on that. Like I can tell you some horror stories. Uh, <laughs> I can tell uh, you some success stories. We started using <laughs> okay, so we'll go bar for bar here. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's and it's also interesting that this came off of it essentially came out of a tweet. Tossle tweeted about the top tools used by MakerPad members, and Zapier was number two, and. Apparently that sort of kicked off the whole conversation. So, um, hey kids, shoot your shot. Uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shoot your freaking shot. That's my motto. That is that, and I will say, let's stop right here. If you want to figure out how to shoot your shot, DM Matt on Twitter <laughs> and ask him. Dude, I'm serious. <laughs> you're you're somebody who's really, I think it's admirable and impressive how much you've accomplished by really doing that. Like you just have gone after it. And if anybody knows how to do it, it's you. And in fact, we should probably that, have man. some sort of course about this because <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I, I feel very inexperienced in it, but I very much so believe it as a, just like a way to do. It's like so amazing. I, I was telling Sebastian on my team. Um, I was like, he, we were talking about like, just like future, like roadmaps, things like that. And I was just like, and he's in, he's in Mexico and, um, he was like, yeah, I want to meet cool people. And I was like, yo, like I live in like middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. And like, I, I, I'm not, I don't like have a lot of like, I mean, I have a lot of amazing friends, but I don't have a lot of like, you know, famous connections, but like the ones that I do have, like people knowing people like Andrew Wilkinson, who's my business partner, 
like that came through Twitter. And I think anyone can shoot their shot on Twitter and anyone should shoot their shot on Twitter um, or in general, cold email, all of that. So uh, it's just so, so, so valuable to me. Uh, I have, I mean, shooting your shot definitely comes with downsides. You, you know, like I've definitely been ghosted, but like, Hey man, one out of a thousand is still uh, a success to me. So uh yeah i i appreciate that but i encourage everyone to shoot their shot i think chance yeah occasion james and what we're talking about yeah come on and and like that's what i'm saying matt needs to write a book because he's always like (laughs) i don't really know if i know anything and then it's like but then i was working with so-and-so and and you're like wait what Uh, um (laughs) so just saying just saying i appreciate that yeah Um, anyone anyone can should do it um, so, uh, moving on still in the Zapier world, Zapier finally and bubble have an integration. This is like a thing that's real now. Um, so probably definitely something you should go check out if you're in this no code space. I'm sure there are plenty of you who are already using this. Um, and Zapier also has tally as, as an integration now, which tally forms, which I've, we've said here, we're a pretty big fan of and, so definitely, uh, definitely excited about that. There's an app called Flutterflow that launched on Product Hunt, and I don't know if anybody saw this, but I was pretty stoked uh, about this tool. Um, this lets you build apps, and it essentially there's Flutter is a tool from Google. It's like a UI toolkit for building apps, and essentially Flutterflow. Um, think Webflow building uh, an app, except this is for mobile apps, right? Just takes advantage of that library and makes it easy for you to build mobile apps. Um, it launched on Product Hut, and they had a really good launch. They were the number two product of the day, and if you're interested in building no-code mobile apps, you should go check this out. This is a very cool product and definitely worth you taking a look at. This is amazing. I actually have not seen this before literally this exact moment. I didn't even see this in the outline. Uh, and, but like anything that works with Firebase is like my favorite thing ever. I, I'm really curious to see if I can bend, like, you know, the SAS I've been working on for the past like couple of years. Um, I am really, it, it operates based off of Firebase. And I'm really curious to see whether I can build a mobile app version of it with the existing race setup that I have. I'm going to have to give this a run. I bet you could early access right now. Yeah. And I bet you could have fun and that's it. You can get early access. So if you're like Firebase person, you enjoy building mobile apps, you should go request early access and give it, give this a shot. Um, SAP acquires at Giver. <laughs> Don't you mean Appy? What? Don't you SAP? Mean- <laughs> okay. Of all people, like, all right, all right. We have to acknowledge it's Appy Giver. We have what? to. I mispronounced something one time. You want to hammer me on? Okay, I'm going to make the rest of this show the ClickUp Hate Special. That's what I'm <laughs> going to do. Every show in is your honor. Hate Special. <laughs> in your honor. You're welcome, ClickUp fam. That's what's going to happen. All right, all right. Keep, let's, let's, okay, so SAP bought App Giver. I just I can't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> No, they bought they bought it. it. It's first of all, AppGyver, we've talked about it before. Pretty powerful and an incredible experience. More focused on enterprise use cases. 
And for a company like SAP to dive in and purchase this product, I just, I just feel like, you know, Webflow's valuation and like a uh, new series, you see like this being purchased and like all of these different, like it's no code is just still like, I, I'm going to admit I last year, I thought like no code had peaked for a while and we might like, it might take a while for like things to keep moving and no, no code has not even come close to peaking yet. Like, um, Holy cow. Just it's incredible. Yeah, for sure. And let the record show <coughs> that Ben actually means what he said. I remember that conversation that we had last year where we had predictions about when no code will peak. And so, yes, Ben is telling the truth there. <laughs> it's true. And then I found it like saw another uh, In fact, I want to give a shout out here to Matthew Munger who made me aware of this product. It's called base boosters, baseboosters.com. Um, this is like sort of like booty. No, not. It makes me think of booty base when I think <laughs> base boosters. <laughs> uh, can't never, can never quit. Can never quit. Um, so this allows you to take your Airtable as a back end for your website. And, you know, when you look at their support docs, um, you know, they have a whole, they have a whole tutorial on a simple blog. Um, they use this with Webflow. So essentially bring your Airtable backend and use it with Webflow. So instead of using the Webflow CMS, you just use Airtable. Um, I don't have access to this yet. I haven't tried it. There's just, there's a, a sign up, so it shouldn't be hard. Um, it's free, unlimited basis, three tables per base, 200 rows per table, um, and CDN hosting. So there is a free plan. I just haven't had a chance to, to dive in and actually give this a, a go. So I'm really excited uh, to try this. Um, and if anybody out there has used it, let me know. I'd love to hear what what your experience has been. Matt, have you seen this yet? I have. I did no code Jack make this, so I saw the thread, and I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think it's him and his friends. I believe I'll link to yep. the thread um, in the mm-hmm. show notes as well. If you haven't, let me check. You. Actually, I'll link to the thread in this as well because um, I think it's a really good thread to read. But no, I haven't gotten a chance to try it out. But um, I'm excited to maybe we'll have. No code jack on and talk about the uh their product. Yes, and we need to do an episode on this too, because I want to try it and then come back and do first impressions yeah. of this because this is a concept that really I'm like, oh, because everybody, you know what it's like. Like when you're building something, most of the time the data already sits somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for as popular as Airtable is, I can't tell you how many times when people are like, yeah, all my data is already in Airtable. I just need to like, I'm going to build a Webflow site out of it. And you're like, cool. And it's not hard to like move it all over. Like at this point, we all have our flows. But to like just leave it there and knowing people can keep uh, building in, in Airtable and that be your back end, that's really cool. I'm excited about that. So um, definitely worth checking out. Link in the show notes if you want to give that a go. Uh, tally. Tally added some new features and then launched on Product Hunt. Um, so what new features did they add? Um, well, they did add, like, form settings so you can schedule a closing date to your form. You can add a custom closed message. You can set a response limit. You can redirect respondents to another page. You get email notifications, um, you know, for, for those responses. Um, you know, you can... Um, 
add your own custom domain, customize the metadata, add your own custom styling and scripts, like all of that. And then when they launched on Product Hunt, they were number one for a while. Like for most of the day, they were the number one product on Product Hunt. And then I think they ended up at number five, but Product Hunt mentioned it. Um, Product Hunt was the simplest way to create forms. They talked about it being just like using a doc, a Word doc. I I think it's more like Notion is what it feels like to me. But um, either way, I've loved my experience with Tally. I think it's really fun to use. And I think it's cool that uh, they're getting so much recognition. So congrats to their team. That's really awesome. Softer. Now they let you add and remove users. Like you can kind of control where your users are coming from. Um, One of the examples they give is, uh, you know, a tutorial on an employee portal, which I think this is a really cool step uh, for softer. So definitely check that out. Glide has lots of updates. So Glide had like, we're the unofficial official Glide podcast, of course. And Glide has had, they announced like their vision, like they're going to have their Stepping away from Google Sheets, they're going to have their own data piece, right? They were kind of redesigning um, their app. They're going to go desktop, tablet, um, all kinds of things. So they're getting started. Uh, They've redesigned the app builder. That's out. Uh, They have a tablet preview now available, and they have a data tab in the app builder. So like when you're looking at the app and working on it, there's a data tab where you can see the data, manipulate it, add columns, do all kinds of work. You never have to go leave the app builder. You can do it from right there in that same view. It's really cool. Glide just keeps better and better, better and better. It's so good. I really like it. Uh, I found the best Webflow website ever built this week. Um, What's one? uh, Wow. So uh, Burger King really stepped in it and tweeted (laughs) one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and basically they, they had a tweet where they said the woman's place was in the kitchen. And I was like, what is happening? Um, and there's a great, 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 um, site that hunt gather built and hunt gather is like, it's an agency, but it's not an agency. They're called an unagency actually. So built by hunt gather and they, they built a site called burger queen and uh, we, we can use the bleep button here, but the hero tagline is women belong wherever the f- they want, um, which is really cool uh, and true. And I love it. And they took this Burger King branding and they put it on a bunch of merch, uh, like bags, posters, stickers, uh, shirts, and then all the money from this was is going to the Girls Empowerment Network, um, which is what a first of all the design is killer. Yeah, the copy is absolutely great. Um, like the the merch is on point, and it was timely and giving to such a great organization. I was just like, this is the coolest thing. I like. I genuinely don't understand how they were able to turn this around so quickly in such a high quality manner. Like I'm looking at the site right now and it's perfect. The merch is perfect. The, the typeface is perfect. The colors are perfect. They had it like cause focused with all the proceeds going to the store or to the uh, women's or girls empowerment network. Like 
everything is just like chef's kiss. Like this is amazing. Uh, I love the footer. Uh, it says <laughs> Burger King. If you happen to stumble upon our site, keep calm and carry on with the cease and desist instead of suing us. I can't imagine Burger King would ever sue them. That would be so much. They would step in. I so mean, much. Okay, we'll have to bleep that one too. We have we have a few few bleeps in this section. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, man, yeah, that is uh, this site is amazing. I'm so so excited to see it. Props to Hunt and, and I, Gather. Yeah, and I, I love the I love I love the the cart is looks like a to go bag from a restaurant. Like it's yeah. all it's just great. Like the whole thing is great. Um, so props to them one for like just the response and how they handled it and the size that they built. Everything is just so good about that. Um, if you haven't seen it, go take a look at it. If you didn't buy anything from that store, how dare you buy something from that store? <laughs> do it now. Just do it now. And shoot, if you need strategy, creative technology, design, any of that, hire Hunt Gather. Like, yes. Do not miss out on this talent. Do not miss out. And... You know, the other thing, you one thing you did say, how do they do it so fast? I do small plug. What flow? Um, <laughs> just gonna say it. Just gonna yeah, say it. For sure. For um, sure. Uh, another tool that uh, popped up uh, that's worth taking a look at is called UI Flow. Um, they're in early access, so if you wanna wanna request access, now's the time. But their whole piece is that it, it, they're enabling enterprise teams to create software together at the speed of thought is their thing. So uh, I'm curious what this looks like, but it's Y Combinator and through uh, U- uh, Berkeley University, California. Um, so it, it looks really interesting. Um, I did request early access because I would love to see how this works. Um, but it's a very, very, very beautiful UI um, and it looks like a really, I don't know, a really impressive potential tool. So I don't know, Matt, have you, have, have you had a chance to take a look at this one yet? I have not. This outline is serving as my form of education on the no code space in the past month. So, uh, but it looks amazing. It really does look great. Um, lots of these still, I still feel like there's so many no code tools that pop up so often and just so curious about the ones that are going to stick and the ones that, that won't, you know, mm-hmm. um, so interesting. Um, Wix editor X, um, had a big, a big event launch. Um, I think, I think we talked about this in our last about the upcoming event, but they did have it. Uh, they, they launched a new, they have a brand new website to kind of show off their, their tool. It, the, it's really beautiful. It's a great looking site. I wish Lacey was here because she would uh, she would give her opinions on Editor X again and try to deny that she ever gave those opinions, uh, or she would she would defend her opinions. Uh, so it would be a good time, but we'll just next time she's on the episode, we'll uh, talk about Editor X. But it looks cool. I can be I can be I can be Lacey for a minute. Oscar Meyer has a way. My B O L O G N A something like that, right? <laughs> like. If you don't understand the reference, uh, go back and listen to our editor X. Uh, I don't know if we had an episode on it, but yeah, actually yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, go go back and listen to that, and uh, you'll see Lacey's comments, or you'll you'll hear Lacey's comments. They have some very interesting uh, updates that have released, and so 
I am I'm very curious about what's coming in the future, but um, definitely some cool things out, you know, live comments and chat and some different pieces. So definitely worth, definitely worth going and taking a look at. Link in the show notes uh, if you want to go check those out. Coda is rolling in with so many updates. Like I was could have dedicated a third of this to, to Coda, honestly. Um, they have a new updated row for trigger, uh, trigger for Zapier. So like if you, you could have a trigger if there was a new row in Coda, but now you can have a trigger if a row is updated, which is awesome. Um, full-size PDF embeds. Um, they, they continue to work on performance. They added reaction piece, which is really cool. Uh, duplicating page action, which means you can hit a button and duplicate a page. Um, their Gantt chart, timeline charts uh, with dependencies got a little bit better. Um, definitely better than ClickUp's. Okay. Uh, but we oh, won't. my God. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, um, great stuff. Uh, but I love all this stuff from the Coda team. I just feel like they are moving so incredibly fast lately with all the stuff they're putting out. Um, it's really pretty impressive. So, And also really cool that like all of their, their updates are in a Coda doc. Um, awesome stuff. Pixel Geek, big props to Nelson. Uh, he has a live stream every week. It's been really good. Um, but he was playing around in a stream and figured out how he could use a Webflow slider, slider to basically be full page JS. Did you see this, Matt? Because it was pretty interesting. I didn't, but I love full page JS. I think you hate full- actually. You know what? Now that I think about this, I think Nelson is a person that says he hates full page JS because he's very anti scroll jacking. I don't know. As an aside, what's your view on scroll jacking? I hate it. Okay, don't like it. If I don't like it, Matt. If you don't know what full page JS is, it essentially turns your sections into. Well, you set your sections to 100 viewport width, viewport height, so it fills the entire browser width and height. And then if you scroll slightly, it scrolls down to the next section automatically. There's no, like, slight scrolls. It's just, like, going through a slide deck. I'm a fan of the look. Ben is not. I think Nelson is not. I haven't seen the stream, so I don't know if he's talked about it. But I I recall him mentioning something about that a while back. Essentially, I think what he did uh, was take a Webflow slider... Rotate it. That's so smart. And make it full page height, right? So, and then he just used a little jQuery. So, like, if you scroll down, it clicks one arrow. And if you scroll up, it clicks the other. Um, That is so genius. Instant? Wow. Wow. I would have never thought of that. Yep. Him and a couple people in the community and his chat we're just throwing around ideas and they they just did it so link in the show notes if you want to go check this out it's really great if you like scroll jacking too uh great or if you just want to like play with the concept cool um but i thought it was really pretty smart it was same same boat um while we were gone JetBoost announced better pricing and advanced pagination so uh better pricing now they have um so they have they have the ability to bundle things, right? So typically you have it, you know, you're using this this product on more than one site and you can sort of bundle those things together. So you can save up to 35% if you're using that on more than one site, which is really great. Um, and then also seamless pagination, infinite scroll, or a show more button 
um, on your on your list is really incredible. I think this is an awesome thing to add. I love the infinite scroll too, especially on some of this jet boot. Like to be able to just like, you know, I think their uh, example is a job board. Like you're scrolling positions, reach the bottom, they just load. Um, right. Beautiful. And it works really, really great. And if you already have jet boost rolling on a page, it's really easy to add it on. So um, pretty cool. I just signed up for this bundle, actually. Um, I think it is well worth it. Uh, we have an account at 8020 for it. And um, we also just rolled it out on a client site and they loved it. They were like, they were very happy with the experience. I was very happy with the experience. I showed, uh, I was showing Anthony, um, our friend Anthony, the, the setup. And he was just like, wow, this is so much easier than like any other thing where I have to write code. Like just like being able to do this so quickly and literally just add classes to, and get full pattern or not full pagination, full searching and filtering is like amazing. Um, also props to Chris for launching this recently because he just had a kid like in the last month. So to be able to manage his business and his child is nothing short of spectacular. So, uh, bravo, my friend. Yeah. Really incredible. Uh, just amazing stuff all around. Um, so link in the show notes, you want to go check those out. So definitely go take a look. Uh, Notion, they launched an ABI? Is that? They did. Okay. So you can get out of here with your Notion slander, your ClickUp slander. In fact, you know what I use a Notion API for? I transferred things from Notion to ClickUp. It's your worst nightmare <laughs> as a as a workflow or scenario. I was talking back and forth with ClickUp and Notion. Um, but yeah, they didn't, they just released an API. Um, not to take sides, but gross. I I am taking sides and it is quite interesting. It has its issues and it, uh, it, um, doesn't have very many endpoints. Uh, but the endpoints that are there and the end, like the, I have to give props. The Notion developer team and the Notion API team is like next level great. They have a Notion devs Slack group and like people will just share ideas and they're just on top of it. Um, and they're very open to feedback. They're very open with the roadmap, things like that. Um, and so like while you can't create pages and things like that right now, like you can update tables and, and all that fun stuff. You can uh, retrieve properties from a table, things like that. Um, and it's just, it's really cool. Um, like I said, it's limited and it's got room for improvement, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think over the next, I'm not, I'm not confident on timelines. I would say probably the next year or maybe more, it'll like roll out to the public. I don't know. That's my speculation. They didn't say anything. Um, and maybe it'll have a better, more endpoints, but like, I think it just takes time. Mm. Well, I mean, it's not easy to build things like that. So oh, for sure. I mean, it's cool to finally see it launched. And um, I say finally has an API because it's, I mean, it's not really fully public yet. Right. Like, and yeah, I think you have that, to get access. Yeah. You got to get access. Um, but cool that it's here. Cool that it's here. Um, Cause it's something we were like, as of two months ago, Matt was fully in despair because he thought it was never going to happen. Um, and it's cool to finally see it happen. Right. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm super happy it's here. 
Before we uh, go on to this next point, I'm, I'm adding one to the show notes, Ben, that I forgot to include. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ben, I don't know if you saw this. A couple of weeks ago, I stayed up until 4 a.m. writing a script that injects a search bar into Integromat so that, you know how like in Zapier you can search for values that come through? Integromat does not have that, and it was pissing me off. And so I drank a bunch of coffee and I was like really like wanting to code something up. And so I did and I wrote it, it worked and I tweeted about it and I was so excited, so proud of it. The next day, Integromat launched it as a feature. They have been working on it and I stayed up until 4 a.m. for nothing. Uh, no, not for nothing, for learning and fun. I did, yeah, it was a ton of fun. And like, I definitely woke up at like 2 PM the next day to compensate, but it was a Saturday. Um, and so, um, it, sorry, like I learned a lot. I was like, I was literally in the Integromat, uh, like GitHub repo. And I was reading coffee script documentation that their CTO wrote. Like I was in the thick of it. I was like, I figured out how to like pause the Dom and like stop it from loading. So you can inspect, like I learned so much that night, but I was so pissed the next day when they released it as a feature. Uh, but this is my way of saying Integromat now has search on values and properties. Um, and I think that's amazing. I like it. Now, can they load my values and not make me fill out a form 18 no. times? <laughs> they, they, they tweeted. They're like, Hey, like what? Like after that, they're like, Hey, what can we do better? And Jake, uh, Jake Spirek, um, who's a good friend of ours. Um, he tweeted, he was like, have the ability to persist values. Like, yes, please. please. Like that's the one thing I don't understand why it's not possible. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, all they got to do is make one get and then store them. Yeah. And then they can toss them after the end of the session if they want to even like. Yeah. You can't even like really simulate it, like storing, like setting up variables and then like trying to push. Like there's no way for like I try to think about that. Like, is there a way to recreate this in like a coffee filled multi hour session? But no, like there's nothing you can do. It's all server side code. Um, So, yeah, it's a bummer. Bummer. Okay, last thing on the list. Um, link in the show notes if you want to go check that out, by the way. You want to see Matt's coffee-fueled rave. Um, <laughs> you can see that. Last thing on the list. Lacey, not here today, but she did tweet um, about something that actually got a, a lot of converse, a lot of people uh, talking, which was... If you're building an no-code web or mobile app, do you start with your database first or your UI first? Uh, she said, I'm curious to learn about how people approach building their apps. What's your stance? You want to go first? Uh, yeah. I think in the reply I said, um, I like to do data first, and essentially it's real data. Because um, then I can know... I can like when you have real data, you roughly know like, and this is not a good, this is not a good principle. I think to go off of this is just like my terrible design mind. I like roughly know the widths of things, and so I can plan for the widths in my design. Like if I drop in a text block or a paragraph element in Webflow into a collection item, it's automatically like you know a long paragraph, but maybe it's just like a short one sentence blurb in real life. And so like being able to design this real data 
is like, I think really meaningful to me. Um, I also at, at 80, 20, we almost, as like a principle, we try not to design ever without any content, whether it's a database or whether it's a website, I think the principles are the same. Um, and because like we had a request recently that came in, it's like, can't you just put lower Ipsum all over the site and like, we'll fill in the content later. And it's like, well, like you're asking us to like take a guess of like what sections go on a page and things like that. Um, whereas if you write your copy for your brand or you hire a copywriter to write for your brand, like they'll like, we'll have a copy and we can design the sections in the site around that. I think it's similar in concept in theory to your database. You give me the data, I'll design the database. Um, and that applies for websites, web apps, mobile apps. That's my two cents. Interesting. You? I don't know. Everybody wants you to pick a point on the line. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I, I, um, so here's what I know. In the real world, for as much as I've always wanted to database first, sometimes I just didn't have data. I didn't have it. And I wasn't going to get it. And if I wait on the data, I'm never going to get the product out the door. Like, I'll never get it out for, for, for the client. They'll never see it launch on their time, timeline if I don't do take other steps before I get it. Is it my desired state? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the world I live in? Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, too, I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I don't think about them exclusively, right? Like, so, I, yeah, I'm going to start with the database, but at the same time, I'm thinking about how I'm going to represent that while I'm building it. Like I am thinking about like what, what UI patterns do I want to use and and how will I present this to, to people who use this site? Um, I'm thinking about that while I'm doing that. Uh, It's kind of a simultaneous thing. Um, And sometimes I even have to think about how I'm going to present it and how I like, as I'm designing that database, I have to go get into Figma and figure out like do a rough sketch of like, what does that mean for the user? What does that mean? Um, okay, like, okay, back to the database. I think there's some of that that goes back and forth. And then I think overall, there's also no accounting for like, when you're when you're working with a company, if you know what their messaging is and you know what their attitude is, you know how they speak and talk about things, how they approach pieces, you know what they're going to want it to look like. Like, you know, you know, you know what the style is. And so for as much as you're building the database, you are thinking about, at least I'm always thinking ahead about how that's going to represent itself in its final form. Um, And so I guess I think about the database first, but both and like I'm, I'm doing a little bit of everything at the same time. Um, If that makes sense. So. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I, it's not, black and white it's gray um yes yes people are very much so these things are mutually exclusive and i i can see the perspective and i think you're right it's a lot more variable anytime you're designing a database too like you have all these reference data points you're like how does that present to a user i've got to now i'm going to go scratch out a wireframe Mm -hmm. and figure out like did my stupid way of trying thinking about building this, is it going to create heartaches and how this data is presented? Right. Like, and also with performance, right. You have to think about those things too. And so sometimes you literally have to design 
and then wireframe and then see how it performs um, and then go back to your database again. Um, so in that way it's database first, but yes, they're, I think they're, they're not mutually exclusive and I think you, you do a little of both. So. Right. I'm with you. So yeah, the conversations were good though. Um, they, they were really good. And I actually was super shocked at how many people actually said database first. Our, um, a friend Riley, a friend Riley said a cycle of both, which, um, there and I think Matthew Munger really said what I was uh, saying here too. I'm just not seeing his tweet about this, but he says neither the experience comes first. You need like a target to aim for. That's exactly it, right? Um, so maybe we need to do a whole episode on this at some point. So. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Awesome. Well, link in the show notes if you want to go check out Lacey's tweet and jump into the conversation. Um, but. We were excited to be back. I mean, 48 minutes long here. <laughs> just, <laughs> on <round-up. laughs> just on roundup. Just on roundup. This is normally uh, a 25 or 30 minute thing max. Yes. Yes. And here we are 50 minutes later, still talking about all the new things in no code. We've been gone way too long. Hopefully we don't take this long a break ever again. Um, but thanks for hanging out with us and for listening. And we'll catch you all next week. Deuce. Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm.